Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. But first, we're going to get to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Jeff Lloyd of the Locked On Podcast, the Browns Locked On Podcast. How you doing, my man? Gee, how you doing today, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. No problem, man. Uh, you know, t- you know, schedule just came out. Uh, we're looking into scheduling, and I, obviously everyone plays the schedule game and everyone, you know, kind of gets into that a little bit. Um, looking at, the, you know, these first four games on the, on the season, you know, I've been saying that this is – I don't know what they've done in the league office, but this is a, a, a scenario in which it works out very well for the Cleveland Browns. You got an opportunity to play at Carolina. First game is a 1 o'clock. Uh, you, you get New York, the New York Jets at home. Uh, they 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 have a young quarterback. Carolina doesn't know who's going to be their quarterback. You get Pittsburgh Thursday night in week three. Uh, that game's going to be at home. You either got Pickett or Trubisky starting for them, uh, and two unproven guys. And you got Atlanta with uh, Marcus Mariota. And then next week, week four, 1 p.m. game, I'm looking around like, man, even if Deshaun Watson does get his four, you still can look at this and say, man, Hey, I'll take Jacoby Brissett to go three and one in those on those uh, in those first three starts. What do you say? Um, you know, and we've had some talks about this ourselves. And you know, part of the issue here is you know how the suspension would actually and ultimately work. You know, for Deshaun Watson because the NFL doesn't want to end up in a spot where it's basically like a double jeopardy if they were to suspend him now. Then things come out early, you know, next year when they start going through the civil trials. Then what do you do in that scenario? So it's a tough spot for the NFL. But I agree. Um, and the most important thing for the Browns is, you know, you're going to have third-year wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones, second-year Anthony Schwartz, obviously the rookie in David Bell, Amari Cooper, new to the situation, he'll be new to whatever quarterback will be for the Browns. So it's going to be an opportunity for them where they don't essentially have to be gelling out of camp. If That's okay if they do, obviously. If they are not, it's okay. You're getting some inferior opponents that first four weeks. Um, so it's going to give a chance for the passing game to gel, basically learn on the fly. You know, there's only so much you can get done in camp, and there's only so many reps that some of these guys are actually going to take in preseason games. And you look at it, and even the Falcons. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be Marcus Mariota, or we don't know if it's going to be the old Cincinnati Bearcat Desmond Ritter by then, uh, you know, for the Falcons. So a lot of these teams look like they are in a position where these are going to be very winnable games for the Browns, even if they don't come out firing on all cylinders out of the summer. Really, really advantageous situation for the Browns in this first four-game stretch. Uh, totally agree. I, I, I'm looking at it, and, you know, some people have the, the exact opposite. They want to come out and say, all right, Give me somebody tough so I can have a barometer game um, to show what I'm up against. I, I look at it much differently. I look at it as, hey, I, let me get out here. The Browns haven't um, – I think they've lost the last 16 
home openers. The last home opener they won, not even home opener, the last time they were they started 1-0 and was 2004. So for me, uh, I believe the games in the beginning of the season are just as important at the end of the season. Another thing that I like is we we do have one uh, division game here with Pittsburgh Week 3, but you, you really don't see any of the other division games uh, until you get to Week 7 with Baltimore and Cincinnati back-to-back weeks at Baltimore versus Cincinnati on Monday night. Uh, what is your – what are what, if you look at on the schedule in its entirety, if you had to pick a, a game you were going to go to or, or were uh, honing in on, which game would it be? Um, I think, you know, I think the popular choice would probably be Tampa coming in just because, yeah. you, know, you know, you think now if he has literally signed the contract and has agreed to terms for his post-football life, this will truly be it for Tom Brady. So certainly, um, you know, that's got some appeal to it. But, I mean, you got to be talking Halloween, Monday Night Football, um, big, big division rival. Um, you know, last year Browns played on Halloween, certainly didn't go so well. Um, but, you know, all eyes are going to be on that game. And, you know, where everybody – I think everybody outside of the AFC North feels the division is going to be strong. Um, so all eyes are going to be on that one on Monday night. That's going to be, you know, that's just going to be an absolute fun one. Hopefully, you know, looking to see, you know, and I mentioned this a little bit on my show is, you know, I, I think the Bengals have improved this off season. I think people look at the Bengals playing in the Super Bowl like, last year like this is just going to be the norm for the next few years which i just don't necessarily believe i think they got lucky in some of those playoff games granted they won them there's no doubt about it can't take it away um you know but tennessee the tennessee playoff game you know they were trying to get derrick henry going after you know being out of you know being out for eight weeks um the other running back was playing better Tannehill was playing you know well enough where you shouldn't have just tried to get derrick henry going in that situation kept the game close chance for cincinnati to steal it uh, Chiefs certainly left points on the board uh, in the AFC Championship game, which you know Cincinnati was able to come back and steal that one as well. Um, so you know it's going to be it's going to be interesting, you know, for Cincinnati versus Cleveland because obviously Cleveland is all in. I mean, all in on all the moves they've made this year. And for Cincinnati, you know, is it you know did they do enough to you know keep themselves in a position to you know be in contention for the AFC North division? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that I, I'm thinking about, too. I, you know, uh, there's a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people myself um, do believe that the Cincinnati Bengals possibly could take a step back, um, you, know, you know, given the fact that they they, they did get um, Collins, who was a big get for them at uh, for their offensive line. And, and when you look at their skill positions uh, in the division, I, I mean, the three receivers – um, are are pretty much as, as good as you're going to get, especially if you got a Tyler Boyd, who was a guy who who's your number three receiver. T. Higgins is a guy who really stepped his game up last year, and you know what Jamar Chase is, a bona fide superstar. They got a running back in Joe Mixon, who I think is just just below, but not far, of the top-tier backs in the AFC and the, and the rest of the league. He could do a lot of different things, could catch the ball, runs the ball hard, so the Bengals are going to be uh, have a nice roster, but um, they may take a step back if they can't, you know, figure out what's going on uh, in terms of keeping, uh, you, you know, the quarterback from getting pounded and giving up sacks. I don't think you can live on that sort of, uh, I guess, recipe for for winning. Um, and we talk about the Ravens in this division. You know, Lamar Jackson has taken a step down. Um, if you had to rank the quarterbacks. Lamar was out because of injuries. It's the first time people have been kind of questioning him. If you had to rank quarterbacks in the division, 
um, where would you rank the guys in the division, assuming um, that Deshaun Watson does play next year? Well, I mean, it's easy. I mean, you're going to go from bottom to top. Whoever's going to be quarterback in Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be at number four. And it almost feels a little disingenuous to make this into a one, two, three, because we're talking about a former NFL MVP in Lamar Jackson. Uh, Joe Burrow, um, you know, of the things I've talked about with Cincinnati, you know, I, the questions I don't have are with Joe Burrow and the ability that Joe Burrow has. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, we're talking about the NFL's leading passer in his last season in 2020 in the NFL. Um, I, I think – I would put Burrow one, and there's reasons for this. Burrow is going to go play with the same guys he played with last year. Obviously, his relationship with Jamar Chase is more than just Cincinnati, you know, going back to the days at LSU. I'll put Lamar at two just because he's still with the Baltimore Ravens. Granted, there's been some changes with their passing game. They still, after all these years, don't really understand how Lamar works or what kind of wide receivers, I should say, work with what Lamar Jackson's abilities are. Um, but, you know, former MVP. And this is more maybe 1-2A and 2B. And I'll put Deshaun after that, uh, you know, after that. And it's not a knock on Deshaun, but there's going to be issues that we don't know, you know, how much of what's going on off the field for Deshaun Watson. You know, everybody, oh, you know, you get to the field, it's your soulless, it's your place, you know, you can block everything out. There's a lot going on for Deshaun Watson. Um, is he totally, truly able to tunnel vision his way through it? And when it's football time, just 100% be the quarterback that he was in 2020. If that's the case, you can rank these guys one, two, three, whoever you want. They're all capable of being the top guy. That's, gonna, in my opinion, going to be the other thing. And, and for Deshaun, look, it's a whole new cast of talent around him as far as skilled players. It's a new system. It's a new city. He has this now target on him of being a $238 million guaranteed player. The Cleveland Browns have basically pointed to him and said, this is going to be the guy. You know, we've been talking about it, striving for this for all these years. Baker wasn't the guy. We made that abundantly clear. So we drafted, we traded three number one picks. We guaranteed $238 million. Deshaun Watson has to be the guy for the Browns. Otherwise, we're starting to question job security for people who were ultimately in the running for making this decision. Uh, last question here. Thank you for uh, spending some time with me today, um, especially out, out on your weekend. Um, Jarvis Landry signs with the Saints. Um, you know, some of us in, in, the, in the media kind of had, had read the tea leaves a little bit on this. I think Mary Kay had came out and said, um, you know, she didn't think that was going to be a, a viable uh, signing anymore and, and felt that the, the two were going to part ways. Jarvis signs going back to uh, uh, Louisiana, going down to, to play with the Saints. He's an LSU grad. What are your thoughts on um, the Browns uh, room now as as constituted? And do you think they bring back anybody in else in or do they will stick with the young guys? And it's difficult. And, you know, all the best to Jarvis Landry. You know, obviously a phenomenal Cleveland Brown. Certainly, you know, he treated that organization like, you know, and he wore it on his chest like the Browns were 12 times Super Bowl champions. He was, you know, proud of it and went out with each week, you know, gave everything he had. But they were in a tough situation. He was on the books this year for $16 million. And how do you have a conversation with a player that you say, you know, your, word, you know, your contract says you would be slated to make $16 million this year. We're not going to pick that up. And then say, you know, you know, we'll give you you know, veteran minimum and we'll get, you know, we'll bump you up with incentives as far as performance. It's a really difficult thing to do for a relationship to continue that way from the money that Jarvis was making. He goes down into Orleans. He's going to have an opportunity there to be part of the nice wide receiver room. But the Browns over 
you would say two calendar years now. You know, obviously, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones going into his third year. Um, then you drafted Anthony Schwartz last year. You made the move in March to bring in Amari Cooper. You drafted two wide receivers, David Bell, Michael Woods. You also brought in Jakeem Grant. There's six guys here right now. And looking at everybody, are you going to bring in a veteran wide receiver? Are you going to bring in you bring in a veteran wide receiver, you're not going to give the opportunity for Donovan, for Anthony, for David Bell to get as many reps as they need right now coming into the NFL, playing with a guy who was considered an elite quarterback in this league. If the Browns were to address the veteran wide receiver position, in my opinion, that's something that's maybe going to come in the summer when, uh-oh, this isn't going as well as we thought it would be at this point. So let's go see if we can find ourselves an insurance policy just in case when the lights come on and it gets all bright in these regular season games, these younger guys are not playing at the level we thought they were going to be able to play at in this season. And look, part of this also is, is if you brought in the elite quarterback, you're expecting the wide receiver play just in general to take a step up here. This is you know, why so much is invested in Deshaun Watson. He's supposed to get more production out of that wide receiver room. So for me, the vet wide receiver talk, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this, in my opinion, would be more of something they would address in the summer if the progress of the younger guys is not going as well as planned. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on with me. Uh, let the people know where they can uh, find some of your work. Uh, I am part of the Locked On Browns podcast, the Locked On Podcast Network. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow, subscribe. Obviously, uh, we are set to debut on YouTube early this week to come. Very, very excited about that. Garrett's been a part of some shows here recently. Had a fun, fun time getting to know each other here, spitting it back and forth. Make sure you're following at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd and, you know, the at Locked On Browns podcast. Uh, you know, just really, really excited for where this team is at and where this team could be headed. Yes, there's a little white noise surrounding it, no doubt, and we, I truly understand that. But really, really looking forward to getting closer and closer to the beginning of the season. Jeff, appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Garrett. You know that. All right. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic, the step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.